We're up to Genesis 42 today. When Jacob learned that there was grain in Egypt, he said to his sons, why do you just keep looking at each other? I've heard there is grain in Egypt. Go down and buy some for us so that we may live and not die. Then 10 of Joseph's brothers went down to buy grain from Egypt. But Jacob did not send Benjamin, Joseph's brother, with the others because he was afraid that harm might come to him. So Israel's sons were among those who went to buy grain, for there was famine in the land of Canaan also. Now Joseph was the governor of the land, the person who sold grain to its people. So when Joseph's brothers arrived, they bowed down to him with their faces to the ground. As soon as Joseph saw his brothers, he recognised them. <laughs> but he pretended to be a stranger and spoke harshly to them. Where do you come from? He asked. From the land of Canaan, they replied, to buy food. Although Joseph recognised his brothers, they did not recognise him. Then he remembered his dreams about them. He said to them, you are spies. You have come to see where our land is unprotected. No, my lord, they answered, your servants have come to buy food. We are all the sons of one man. Your servants are honest men, not spies. No, he said to them, you have come to see where our land is unprotected. But they replied, your servants were 12 brothers, the sons of one man who lives in the land of Canaan. The youngest is now with our father and one is no more. Joseph said to them, it is just as I told you, you are spies, and this is how you will be tested. As surely as Pharaoh lives, you will not leave this place unless your youngest brother comes here. Send one of your number to get your brother, and the rest of you will be kept in prison, so that your words may be tested to see if you are telling the truth. If you are not, then as surely as Pharaoh lives, you are spies. And he put them all in custody for three days. On the third day, Joseph said to them, Do this and you will live, for I fear God. If you are honest men, let one of your brothers stay here in prison, while the rest of you go back and take grain for your starving households. But you must bring your youngest brother to me, so that your words may be verified and that you may not die. This they proceeded to do. They said to one another, Surely we are being punished because of our brother. We saw how distressed he was when he pleaded with us for his life, but we would not listen. That's why this distress has come on us. Reuben replied, didn't I tell you not to sin against the boy? But you wouldn't listen. Now we must give an accounting for his blood. They did not realize that Joseph could understand them since he was using an interpreter. He turned away from them and began to weep. But then he came back and spoke to them again. He had Simeon taken from them and bound before their eyes. Joseph gave orders to fill their bags with grain, to put each man's silver back in his sack, and to give them provisions for their journey. After this was done for them, they loaded their grain on their donkeys and left. At the place where they stopped for the night, one of them opened his sack to get feed for his donkey, and he saw his silver in the mouth of his sack. My silver has been returned, he said to his brothers. Here it is in my sack. Their hearts sank. And they turned to each other trembling and said, What is this God has done to us?
When they came to their father Jacob in the land of Canaan, they told him all that had happened to them. They said, The man who is lord over the land spoke harshly to us and treated us as though we were spying on the land. But we said to him, We are honest men and not spies. We were twelve brothers, sons of one father. One is no more, and the youngest is now with our father in Canaan. Then the man who is lord over the land said to us, This is how I will know whether you are honest. Leave one of your brothers here with me and take food for your starving households and go. But bring your youngest brother to me so that I will know that you are not spies but honest men. Then I will give your brother back to you and you can trade in the land. As they were emptying their sacks, there in each man's sack was his pouch of silver. When they and their father saw the money pouches, they were frightened. Their father Jacob said to them, You have deprived me of my children. Joseph is no more, and Simeon is no more, and now you want to take Benjamin. Everything is against me. Then Reuben said to his father, You may bring both of my sons to death if I do not bring him back to you, and trust him to my care, and I will bring him back. But Jacob said, My son will not go down there with you. His brother is dead, and he is the only one left. If harm comes to him on the journey you are taking, you will bring my grey head down to the grave in sorrow. Joseph has been through many tests, tests of character, and now he's actually facing another one you might not have realised. But here's his chance for revenge. Because, <laughs> you know, he's just been through tests where he's at the bottom and he's the servant, but now he's the boss. And here comes his brothers. He's got the chance to do something really nasty to them. And it, it does seem as though he's being mean to them, but he's not. He's not actually being mean. He's actually testing their character to see if they have changed. And he also learns that he has a brother, Benjamin. When he, le when he left the land of Canaan, his mother is alive. And even though the death of Rachel was mentioned earlier than, jo than Joseph being sold into slavery, he's actually alive. She's actually alive at that point. But she has died since, so that's sad news for him. But he has learned that he has a little brother. So that's all interesting news for him too. But Joseph is actually testing the brothers. He, he has the opportunity for revenge, but he actually doesn't take it. He actually is kind to his brothers, He's testing to see the situation and he actually gives them their, their money back. And it's, he, he intends good for them. Like he doesn't keep them all in jail. He does for three days to give them a sense of worry. But he sends them back to their families, which is also his own family, with money and with food. It doesn't cost them anything. He's actually kind to them. And, and he also knows that the Lord is in it all. And it says that when his brothers bowed before him, he remembered his dream. So he, in that moment, realises that the dream is fulfilled. His brothers have bowed down to him, but it's been 20 years since he had the dream. He's been through a lot. So we don't only face tests of our character when we're down, but we also face tests of our character when we're up. And how are we going to handle those that we're responsible for? Are we going to be fair to them? Are we going to be kind to them? Are we going to treat people properly? when we have no reason not to. And um, so anyway, they go back to Egypt, back to Canaan, and I just feel sorry for Jacob. 
In fact, there's probably no one in the whole Bible I feel more sorry for than him. And uh, he finds out that one of his sons is, is you know, he's lost his favourite wife, Rachel. He's lost his favourite son, Joseph. Now the brothers have come back and another son is in prison. And he says to the brothers, he says, I have lost my sons because of you. And I think my conclusion is from a comment like that, he, by this point, the truth has come out. That he knows these brothers have sold Joseph off. So he blames them. He says, I've lost Joseph because of you, and now I've lost Simeon because of you, and I'm not going to lose another brother because of you. So, I mean, who really can blame Jacob? You know, you can't. You can't blame him. And I do feel sorry for him. And he says in the very last verse of this chapter, he says, you will bring my head down to the grave. And the word grave there is Sheol, which, in, which is the word hell. And it's the second time it's mentioned in the Bible because it's mentioned just back in Genesis 37 as well. And here we've got the mentioning of hell in the Bible, the first one or two mentions. It's not hell how we understand it, you know, as in heaven and hell. Hell is more just the place you go, you know, Sheol, the place you go down to the grave and it's, they don't have a kind of an understanding of it yet. In fact, the, the real understanding we get comes when Jesus explains it to us. You know, it's the Lord himself who explains really what hell is. So even though Sheol is mentioned, he's not talking about, you'll bring me down to hell. He's really just talking about the grave or, you know, you'll bring me to my death. You'll bring me to my deathbed if you do that. And, um, but I think the really big lesson in, in, in this chapter is about not seeking revenge. And um, Joseph does not seek revenge, but he tests the heart. And you know, the Lord is over all of us, just as Joseph was over these brothers and he tested them, but Joseph was testing them to see what was their character. Now the Lord is over all of us and he tests all of us, he tests you. Now the Lord doesn't test you so that he will know your character. He already knows your character. He's testing you so that you will know your character <laughs> because we often don't know what we're really like. And we often think we're better than what we are. And we often think we will overcome all sorts of things until we're in the situation that we find out that we couldn't. And we often realize through these tests that we, we just need God's help. And so we're put through tests all the time too, just like these brothers of Joseph. And the Lord does it for us and it's good for us so that we can know that we need him. So Lord, I ask that you'd help us as we go through life and we come to realize that we, we, we fail every test without your help. Lord, lift us up and help us to be people that pass tests. Help us to be people that don't seek revenge, that we don't try to take advantage of others, that when there's no accountability in, in our lives, we don't seek to get away with what we can. But Lord, help us to remain always your servant when we're not only on the bottom, but when we're on the top too. In Jesus' name.